on today's episode, we're going to be talking about body image. Fair warning, we're going to be talking about things like weight and feelings around body image and insecurities. So if that's something you don't want to listen to, feel free to skip this one. So I'm a 30-year-old millennial woman, and the concept of body image has been a topic of conversation, a touchy topic, a sensitive topic for really as long as I can remember. And like all millennials, kind of growing up in the late 90s, early 2000s era, where you know diet culture was still something that we heard about a lot. It was very common to see advertisements in magazines and tabloids and, you know, popular culture talking about thinness of women, particularly celebrities at the time. And so even though growing up, we didn't have social media, we did have traditional advertising and other forms of media that were giving us these concepts and giving us some of these images. And then of course, into our early adulthood when social media became a big part of our lives. So I say that just to give a little bit of context for the lens in which you know my perspective comes from. I want to start off the conversation talking a little bit about what body image is, the implications of negative body image, and then share some stats about body image trends that we're seeing, the impact of social media on body image. I'll then share a little bit about my own experience and my own journey with body image and end with some helpful tools and practical things that you can do if this is something you're struggling with. Here I'll really share things that I have found to be helpful, things that I've learned in therapy and just learned throughout my life in the hopes that it can be helpful to others as well. So the concept of body image refers to how we think about, feel, and act towards our body, which means that it consists of our perceptions, our attitudes, our behaviors, and in that way impacts multiple aspects of our lives. When you experience negative body image, it can cause many negative outcomes, for example, depression and anxiety. It can cause low self-esteem, stress, social isolation, perfectionist tendencies, and other mental health concerns. What I found to be really interesting when I was looking into this more, there are related concepts that we hear about like body checking or a fear of weight gain or you know, an overvaluation of weight and shape um, or body dissatisfaction. And all of these are sort of considered component parts of body image and some of the ways that it can exhibit itself. Certainly keep that in mind that it's multifaceted and can take on different component parts. I was really um, surprised, but also not surprised to see some of the statistics around body image. Um, There's a study that reports that at age 13, 53% of American girls are unhappy with their bodies, which is really, really sad that the majority, more than the majority of young you know, 13-year-old girls feel negatively towards their body. In addition, 50% of teens are self-conscious about their bodies, and 28% of women feel dissatisfied with their bodies. And this seems to grow by the time that girls reach the age of 17, 78% say that they're unhappy with their bodies. All of those statistics are incredibly alarming, particularly because it's happening at such a young age and in such formative years of our lives. These are the years that I would hope that we would be carefree and be able to kind of enjoy our youth and our childhood. Instead, we're preoccupied with these negative thoughts and negative feelings around our bodies, especially thinking about that 78% by the time young girls turn 17. I mean, that's when you're in high school and you're really focused on acceptance by your peers. There's you know romantic interest developing and all of these things happening at once. So to layer that on at such a formative age um, is really troublesome. And unfortunately, I also um, personally experienced 
what these statistics show. I think I was around, you know, 10, 11 when I started to realize that what my body looked like and developed feelings around it that weren't positive all the time. And, you know, for me, it didn't really improve until much later in my life, until very recently. And I'm now 30. So that's like, you know, 18 years of having to feel these feelings and exhibit these behaviors that really caused negative consequences for my health, for my mental health, my physical health. And I know that a lot of others can relate to the same sort of story. And there is a larger story there for me. Um, I don't want to share it here. I'm not sure I'm ready to, but at some point I may share kind of the full experience um, and my full story. But I just know that if you're hearing these statistics and they're resonating with you and you can think back to your, you know, teens and childhood and, you know, realize that this was also something you experienced, just know that I'm there with you. And um, I share in that kind of sadness that that was our reality. Now, the causes of a negative body image are probably hard to pinpoint for each person, but largely speaking, when you look at why these thoughts and these feelings develop, a lot of it does come down to relationships that we have with our family, our friends, so our like kind of close circle, but then it also goes out to our peers and our larger community, as well as then, you know, through media and social media, particularly in more recent years. So even if you're lucky to have, you know, a good support system around you, sometimes the external, you know, conversations in the media and in society can also be harmful to your body image. I was curious in more recent years, how has that changed, particularly with social media? And I think no one needs to tell us that social media has, you know, negative consequences for our lives and particularly in the you know, area of body image, if you think about the social filters um, that you can apply and the really realistic filters now um, can kind of create this dysmorphia of what you're supposed to look like, what a real person looks like. And of course, you know, there's the comparison trap because now you no longer only compare yourself to the people around you in your real life, but also in your online life. And all of the people that you follow, all of the people you interact with can also be sources of comparison and sources of potentially negative um, messages that can influence the way that you feel about your body. And it's just the case that we're so inundated with so much information and so many inputs and um, so many sources of media that it's hard for us to sometimes like comprehend what we're going through on a day-to-day basis. There was a stat that the average American checks their phone 144 times a day, which is quite alarming. I don't know if that statistic accounts for like age, what age bracket, if you're, you know, Gen Z, millennial, and you're on your phone even more, if that increases. But all in all, I mean, it is the case that there is an impact and a, a linkage there between our online lives and how we feel about our real life bodies. Now, a lot of this is kind of unsurprising and it's a little bit intuitive. It's stuff that we've heard about before and we generally know, but I think seeing the statistics and, and really understanding how common it is can be a helpful data point to also help you not feel alone and to realize that this is something that um, is far more common than we may think. I will say that for myself, I'm definitely in the best place I've ever been with my own body image, my relationship to my body, but that's also because I'm in the best place with my relationship to myself. And like, I just have a good relationship with myself now. And it's something that has taken a lot of time and um, a lot of effort. But the positive thing, and it may be helpful to others to hear is that while I think for like 
you know, 15, 17 years, um, I may have thought a certain way. In the last couple of years, even the last like 16 months, I feel like I have made such incredible progress in this particular department that it really makes me hopeful that if you feel like you've sort of been stuck in the same thoughts and the same thought loops, your sort of neurology is kind of engraved now. Um, I, I do think there's ways to change that. It does take time. It takes practice just like anything else and almost like exercising a new muscle. But I really did not think I would get to a point where I am now. And it has been possible in a short amount of time, relatively short amount of time. So that's all to say that I hope you don't feel that you're stuck in your current situation if you're in a negative body image place. And I'm sure that this will evolve and change and that I'll have to continue to practice this. And there may be times in the future where it changes, but um, it is helpful to know that I you know, I kind of see the other side now and it's a really good place to be in. With that side, you might be thinking, okay, that's great. How did you get to that other side of negative body image? And what are some tools to help improve body image if you feel like you're not in a great place? Now here I should echo that I am not a professional in this department. These are just tools that have helped me and things that I found to be useful. And I've also learned some of this from therapy um, and my therapist is awesome. So I hope this is helpful to you, but please know that um, I'm not a professional. And if you feel that you need professional help, please do seek that. The first thing that really helped me was to just level set a little bit. So sometimes we're so ingrained in our own thought loops and our own negative thoughts that we kind of forget the reality around us. And the reality is that whether your body is currently changing or you're trying to make it change or you're unhappy with it right now and you want to change in the future, keep in mind that you are a biological organism, like you are a living organism. And like all living organisms, you're going to change. Your body is going to change. It changes constantly. Your cells turn over. There's a lot of change happening at all times. And that means that you are not immune from your body changing. And so when change happens, which is inevitable, for example, if you gain some weight and you're noticing that clothes fit tighter and all of a sudden you feel so devastated by it and you equate that to some kind of moral failure or like you did something wrong or bad or how could this, how could you have let this happen to yourself, et cetera. That language is one, just largely unhelpful and two, not accounting for the fact that our bodies are going to change. It's kind of like the one thing that we can guarantee on. If nothing else, just aging. So come coming to terms with that like i'm not a robot i'm not you know a machine i am a human and that means that i will have to change at some point and just try to radically accept that and at first it's going to sound like over your ears in and out but the more you really internalize this and remember like okay i'm a human this is going to happen the more that you can just be like okay it's going to change and look it might change again and it might if my weight was up it might go down it might change in another way like these things are just going to happen. That radical acceptance about change and about just being human is really helpful. The second thing that I found really helpful in terms of level setting is to just remind yourself about all the things that your body does for you. And I really recommend either like YouTube or a documentary or picking up a book just like on the human body. It is so fascinating when you learn the science behind our bodies that as we're as you're listening to this as i'm talking the millions of things that are going on in our bodies all the processes the digestive system our brains the neurons firing you know everything just like it's such an incredible machine that we have and really just accepting that like wow it's amazing that i get to like go for a walk and you know exercise when i want to and my body lets me do this 
and that and read and do work and you know just like all the things that your body does for you trying to really internalize that and it's helpful to like I mean for me it's helpful to visualize like all of the things happening in my body to be like wow it's like working for me like my heart is like pumping for me right now you know my stomach is digesting for me like my brain is is working for me like all these parts of you are taking care of you and so you owe it to them to like take care of them I know it sounds like a little woo-woo and a little silly but give yourself like five minutes to try this exercise to try to visualize it and to try to like put your perspective of like wow this body is like working for me um, and give it the respect that it deserves because it works really hard for you the next thing I want to just like ask yourself if you're someone who feels like you think about this a lot like you know a high percentage of your thoughts are around your body and how you look and your weight and you know what's wrong and da 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 um, just ask yourself like is your life's purpose to have a perfect body like is that the purpose of your life are you on this earth to just work your whole life to have a perfect body because if you are if that is your life's purpose then you're doing the right thing with putting all your time and energy into this but if you have a different purpose if there are other things that you want to accomplish in this life there are other things that you want to do we're, we're, we're doing it wrong, right? We're, we're doing it wrong with these thoughts, with all this energy being poured into this one department. We've got to divert that energy into other things because at the end of the day, it's not our life's purpose to have a perfect body. And so let's start to work towards the real things that we're here for and de-emphasize the things that we're not here for. Heavy on the de-emphasize because I'm not saying that we can eliminate all of these thoughts and feelings, but let's just do our best to deprioritize them and like catch them when we have them, which will take me to my next point, which is that, you know, the more that you think something and reinforce it and reinforce it, it like becomes like second nature to you. So if you're someone who body checks or, you know, has some like certain patterns of behavior around your body or certain thoughts that you constantly have, the only way to change it is to change that, right? So you have to intercept those thoughts at some point. And you just, you can decide today, like the next time I have a negative thought or a negative behavior that I know I'm doing about my body, I just have to intercept it with a positive one. And even if you you set a goal to do it every time and you do it 80% of the time, that's fine. Just starting to slowly and slowly intercept those thoughts is incredibly helpful. So I started by just every time I noticed I was having a thought or I was doing a behavior that was, you know, reinforcing that negative body image, I would just kind of like notice it and be like, oh, we're not doing that. Think about something else. Oh, we're not doing that. Let's just look away from the mirror. Oh, we're not doing that. Like just, we don't do that anymore. We're not doing that. Like just move on. It's not productive. We, we can't do that. We know that's not leading us anywhere. Like just move to something else. The first few times it's not intuitive. It's hard. But then the more you do it, the easier it gets. And until you get to a point where you don't really have to intercept those thoughts because they kind of do it for themselves. They sort of like come and go. Again, I'm not promising that these thoughts and behaviors and feelings will go away entirely, but like if we can reduce that percentage, if we can dilute those, the, how loud they are and how intense they are and how often they are, like that's a win. Another really helpful thing, especially if you're noticing changes in your body and you, you're like, okay, I understand changes are gonna happen. It's part of being human. I'm trying to change the, you know, intercept those thoughts. A practical thing you can do if you're feeling uncomfortable and say, you know, clothes are fitting differently is really just to get the new clothes. Like 
I, I went through an exercise of just going, getting rid of all the clothes in my closet that were no longer serving me and just getting, donating them and giving them away and getting new clothes. And yes, that is a privilege because that does require money and the capacity to do so. But even if it's like, you know, having an affordable option via thrifting or like a thread up, for example, doing what you can is really the the best thing that you can do to get yourself to a place where you feel comfortable in what you're wearing. And even if you can't do your whole you know wardrobe, I, I totally understand. If you could just get like one pair of jeans that you're like, all right, these jeans, I'm, I feel really comfortable and I feel good in them. It just does so much for you because your clothes are meant to fit you. You're not meant to fit your clothes. They're just clothes, right? So whatever you can do to kind of accept that, okay, we're going to change. That means I got to get clothes that fit me. It helps tremendously. I waited so long to do this. And when I finally did it, it was just like, oh, duh. Like, why am I feeling uncomfortable in these jeans when I can just get a new pair of jeans? And that goes away. And I know some of you are thinking, well, if I get a new je- pair of jeans, if I get my a, a size up or you know a, a different size that I'm not used to wearing, I'm going to feel like I failed in some regard. It's that, you know, that tying to moral equivalency. And that's a deeper thing that I think therapy can be really helpful with because we're now equating our body to our worth and how we look to our worth. And we know that that's not like a helpful, productive thing to do. It's not why you're here on this earth. So let's try to uncouple that and uncouple your sense of morality and right and wrong and your worth from the fact that your body is changing. Like it's it's just a separate thing. I want to intercept here because I've been talking about those normal body changes that we all go through. If you're experiencing changes that are outside of that, meaning that there's a mental health issue, there's maybe an eating disorder, there's maybe a, a large stressor or a trauma in your life, 100% please seek help because that is something that you want to be addressing with a professional. I don't want to trivialize that at all. And so just to make sure that you're covered in your mental, physical, and emotional well-being, getting help if there are other things that are contributing to these changes, please, please do that. But again, if there are just changes because you know, you're know you at an age where those changes are happening, or to be honest with you, we always associate like adolescence and puberty with body changes. And then for some reason, we kind of think once you become an adult, that's not really a thing, but it still is. There are still changes for many reasons. And so you know, just if it's those normal changes, that's where some of these things can be really helpful. The next tool that's helpful is to address comparison. And as we know, comparison steals our joy. It's not productive, particularly when it comes to the body image area and the area of comparison comparison around our bodies, whether that's comparing your body now to another time in your life or comparing your body to someone else. When you compare your body to yourself in another time, just take note of the fact that you've lived some life between that time and that life could include really happy celebratory moments in which you had a great time and enjoyed life fully. And it also could include really sad times and times where um, things were not going well. And all of these things impact the way that our body responds. So I like to think of it as like, you know, this change is, you know, this experience and that experience I had and that great summer I had. And this is like, you know, a response to all of these memories that I've created. And that's kind of it. And comparing with other people is just a trap because we have no idea what another person is going through. So the classic example of comparing yourself to someone who's maybe in a smaller body or who lost weight or who just looks fitter or whatever, you we have no idea how they actually got to that place. Regardless of what someone says, we don't know the inner workings of 
our, the people around us and 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 their day to day lives to a hundred percent. So, you know, we really hope that everything was done in a healthy way, but we're not sure. And also, we just do not have the same biology that that person has. So, making that comparison is just not helpful. You're not sharing the exact same set of genes. You're not sharing the same upbringing. You're not sharing the same environment. And also you're not sharing the same life experiences. So that it's just not, it's like apples and oranges. There's just not like a good basis of comparison there. What's really helpful for me as a reminder is this phrase, which is that remember that your healthiest body might not be the body that you think looks the best. Meaning you might have this like idealized version of your body and think like, if I get to that version of my body, like then I'll be happy, then everything will be great. It just might be the case that your body is not healthy at that place. And your body is in fact just healthier, you know, looking a different way. So no matter what you do, you're going to put yourself through so much exhaustion just to get to that ideal place and your body's not healthy there. So accepting that my body might be healthy in a different place than your body or than it was at a different time is something we should all try to do because it's not necessarily a match between what we think and what our body's actual healthy reality is. This is a little bit more of a niche tool, but I find this to be really helpful. Let's say you went through some body changes and you're seeing people who maybe haven't seen you in some time. So think the holidays or family or friends or whatever. And you're nervous that they're going to think things about you. You know, like you might think like, oh, what if they all notice that my body has changed? What if they all notice that like I look different or whatever? I This is a tool that my therapist told me and it was really helpful. So the idea is like the exercises think about those people and really think about them. Think about these people that you're so concerned about and you know who they are and think about their characteristics and really sit down and be like, okay, these people who I think are going to think negatively about the fact that my body has changed, do I like them? Do I really like these people? Do I think they are good people? Are they people that I want to be more like in terms of their personality and who they are? Are they people that I like. And oftentimes they're really not. They're like people that we're trying to appease that we don't even really admire. And so why are you spending your time trying to impress or please people that you don't even like? And that honestly probably don't have your best interest in mind. Now I know this can be tricky when it's like family and and you know that that's like a sensitive subject, but in that area their family and so there's this like kind of default love there and it's you know potentially out of you know well-intentioned concern in some cases at the end of the day they're dealing with their own thing to be projecting that onto you and i'd ask the same question do you want to be more like them do you want to live in their brains do you want to you know have their um internal personality and do you think that they're happy with themselves if not if they're not people that you really like and admire and want to be like why would we try to appease them so i you know i think about that a lot when i have to see people and it's usually like acquaintances not like my real friends because honestly my body is like the least interesting thing about me to my real friends and my family and the people who love me like they're not concerned with that they're concerned with other parts of who i am but like acquaintances and things when i'm like oh i wonder if they're going to notice da, da 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 i just really think about it and i'm like i don't really like them though like i don't actually like love their personality i don't think they're like great people they see they're kind of like not they don't seem to have like lives that i would want to embody and i I don't think their brain's a very happy place so i'm not going to waste my time trying to appease them because it's like it's just not even worth it and the last tool that i have that has been really helpful is just 
trying to fill your life up with so much good and so many like passions and joys and interests and things and challenges that remind you of like what life is really about like remember to be curious and to want to build things and create things and be interested in people and to like do good in the world like all the things that are out there even honestly if all that just seems like blah blah even just like you know, do your little, do your joys, do your routines, do your, like live your life and deprioritize focusing on your body because it's just a vehicle to live your life. We should absolutely treat it with respect. We should give it proper nourishment. We should, you know, get proper exercise, rest, recovery, you know, we should treat it with respect, but we shouldn't over prioritize it in a way that's detrimental to other parts of our life and certainly detrimental to how we feel about ourselves. The most important relationship we have is the one that we have with ourselves. It's the one that we have our entire life. We're stuck in this body with this brain, with this internal dialogue. Like, let's try to make it a good place to be. Think about the most beautiful person you know, the person that just like radiates, that you love. You're like, this person is just like sunshine in a bottle and how they make you feel and just like you know, how amazing they are as a person. If you were to list out all of the things that would make them who they are and explain why you love them so much, their body wouldn't make that list. It, it wouldn't make that list. Their hair, their skin, their the shape of their body, it wouldn't make that list. That's not why you love them. And that's not why people love you. So I hope you can give your body an internal big hug today because it does a lot for you. And even though, you know, we're really hard on ourselves, like there's a lot to be proud of and you really should be proud of your body. I'm going to leave you with a quote by Nayira Wahid, which is, and I said to my body softly, I want to be your friend. It took a long breath and replied, I have been waiting my whole life for this.